pray. <clears throat> okay, dear kind and heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us together this morning. Thank you for um, giving us your word, Lord, and giving us understanding of your word. We are asking that as we go into devotion, you give us more clarity, give us more um, knowledge of you and your will over our lives. And we're praying for Hannah. She's on her way um, to London and we're asking for journey mercies. Be with her as she flies. Be with everyone on the plane. Be with the pilot. Be with the attendants, Lord. Make sure everyone gets to their destination safely. We're asking for pe- for prayer for those who are on the live. Um, give them direction, Father. Show them your way over their lives. Show them your will over their lives. Um, we know that you would not like any of us to be in pain or to be suffering, Lord. So give us the the knowledge and direction that we need to take in all of our infirmities, all of our disorders that we have, all of our illnesses. We ask these things in Jesus's name. Amen. Okay. <coughs> Let's go, guys. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Okay. <coughs> I feel like my throat is feeling very tickly today. <clears throat> I'm trying to... I've got lemon. Let's see how this goes. <clears throat> Let's see how this goes. Okay, so we are... January... January. <laughs> no, January is done, guys. January is over. We're February the 6th. February the 6th. We are talking about principle not to be sacrificed for peace. Our principles are not to be sacrificed for peace, guys. Let's see what this is about. Principle not to be sacrificed for peace. What do you think this is about, guys? Before we start, what do you think this is about? It says principle not to be sacrificed for peace. From that title, what do you think it's about? Is it the fifth? No way. Oh, thank you, guys. <laughs> but that's so interesting now. I really wish we were reading that one. Oh, it's so annoying. We'll read it tomorrow. <laughs> thank you. Look at me thinking it's the sixth on Tuesday. You're so right. You're so right. Okay. Let's see what this one's about then. <laughs> the whole world will be lightened. The whole world will be lightened. I don't even know. I have no clue what this one is about. We're going to have to look it up. Let's see. Revelation 18 verse 1 says this. And after these things, don't give in to your own beliefs if it's easier way out. I hear you, Emily. I hear you. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. That is in Revelation 18 verse 1. We're going to go to the Bible. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven. This might be very confusing to you guys, because if you haven't read Revelation, we're still on our way reading it, aren't we? If you haven't read Revelation, you may not understand about the angels coming down. We're not talking about um, Lucifer, by the way. This is not Lucifer. This is nothing to do with him. This is to do with the, um, there were three angels. Is it three angels or four angels that were sent? 
but there were messages that were sent from God with these angels. And we are currently meant to be preaching the third angel's message, okay? But there were angels that were sent from God um, down to earth to warn us of things to come. And we are currently, or we have currently received the third angel's message. I think the third angel's message is the last one. So it's three angels. And this angel is, I don't know whether this is the first, second or third, but this one is one of the angels that have come down with a message to the world. And when it came down, it had great power and the earth was lightened with his glory. So we're going to see We're going to see what this is all about. Let's go to Revelation 18, verse 1. Revelation 18, verse 1. Okay. So it says, the extermination of evil. The extermination of evil. Let's read it. Let's read it until um, verse 4, guys. Let's read it until verse 4 to get some context of what who this angel is. Not who who the angel is, but what this angel is about. Let's see some context. It says, and after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And sorry, before I say this, this, the subheading for this is an, an, an affirmation of divine mercy, a final call to leave Babylon. Obviously, Babylon is not a actual place, guys. Right now, Babylon is a state of living. It's a way of living. Okay, so this angel was sent down to be the final call for people to change their ways, to leave Babylon, to no longer be doing the things that are deemed evil that are deemed evil. Okay, guys. So this angel, it says, and these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice saying, Babylon, the great is fallen, is fallen and is become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Again, when we get to this verse, we will go into depth as to what Babylon is, what the Bible is referring to as Babylon, why it is deemed the habitation of devils, why it is referring to the foul spirit and the unclean bird, why we're talking this way. But this is a warning. This is a cry from the angel for the people of the world. We need to leave because Babylon has fallen. It says for all nations, all nations, guys, what do we have right now? What do we call them? We've got the United Nations. Yeah, we've got the UN. We've got NATO. That's part, like, I would say NATO is part of a nation. What does NATO actually stand for? Surely at the end is nation. (laughs) I don't know. But we've got so many different nations right now. We've got so many different nations. And it's saying in the Bible, for all nations, 
have drunk the wine of the wrath of her fornication. We're going to find out what this means. What does it mean to drink the wine of the wrath of her fornication? And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. What does that mean? That the kings of this earth have committed fornication. What does it mean? And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. People have been made rich, guys. There are people that have been made rich through the bad deeds that we refer to, we refer to as Babylon. We refer to those bad deeds as being in Babylon, being part of Babylon. And it says, and I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins and that ye receive not of her plagues. This is a warning to all inhabitants of the world. There is a, as I said, there's a state of living that the Bible refers to as Babylon, as being in Babylon or living as though you are part of Babylon. It refers to being in Babylon as a her, that you've drunk the wine of her wrath, that you have committed fornication with her, that you have been made rich through the abundance of her bad ways. Okay. If this is what you have done, the Lord is saying, come out of her because there is going to be a punishment that reigns over these people. So it's saying, come out of her, my my people. If you're God's people, you shouldn't be doing this anyway, but it's saying, come out of her that ye be not partakers of her sins, that you don't follow after her, nor do you receive the plagues that are coming over her, the judgment that's going to be passed over these people that are deemed to be in Babylon. We as God's people are meant to leave. We are not meant to be doing these things. We're not meant to be following after these things, guys. You know, this is so important as well, because, um, you know, a lot of Christians will tell you that you will never be perfect. You will never, ever be able to not sin. You will never, ever be able to um, to um, sorry, go to heaven, basically sinless. Only Jesus is sinless. This is why this particular chapter is very the reason why, guys, it's so important that you don't believe that. It's so important that you read your Bible yourself because it's saying that if we don't come out of her, that ye be not partakers of her sins. It's not because she's doing any special sin or a particular sin that you are not partakers of sin, that you are no longer sinning because there are going to be plagues on those who sin. There are going to be plagues on those who sin. There are going to be judgments passed on those who sin. So if you as a Christian can go to heaven with sin on your back, then why would the Bible be contradicting itself here, telling us to come out of sin? If it's okay that you do not ask for forgiveness from God, if you if it's okay that repentance is futile, we don't need to repent, then why does it say that we will, if we are partakers of sin, we will receive plagues? Why does it say that? Why does it say that? 
So we have to be very careful that we don't fall into the deceptions that the enemy has and the lies that Christians have been saying to other Christians, such as once saved, always saved. Once you believe in God, that's all that matters. Doesn't matter how you live your life. Doesn't matter if you're still going out there sitting every day. Doesn't matter how you do things. As long as you ask for forgiveness, you're good. Repentance is turning away from sin repentance is fully changing your ways it's not a way of I will sin today say sorry tomorrow I will sin today say sorry tomorrow because during that process your character is not changing during that process of you sinning today saying sorry tomorrow then sinning today saying sorry tomorrow your character is not changing because the whole point of overcoming sin builds character. The whole point of you rejecting sin and turning away from it changes you. It changes your character. So we can't sit here, especially after reading this section. I hope it's hope you've heard it, guys, as clear as I've tried to read it with all the, you know, <laughs> with all the like, you know, the, the prophecy part of it all, because it can seem quite co complicated. But we have to be careful that we actually realise sinning is not a way of life. It is a means to death. It's a way that we come to unalive ourselves by continuously living in sin. We're not meant to because there are going to be plagues. There are going to be judgments passed on those who sin. We've been given warning here. We've been given warning here. We've been given warning all over in Revelation. Come out of Babylon come out of the ways of the world so that we are not partakers in her sins and we are not partakers in her judgments. Let's read more about this angel, okay? Is, is everyone with me? Is everyone with me? If you understand what I've just said, please put a number one in the chat. If you've understood what I've said just now about... Um, about how evil is going to be exterminated, put a number one in the chat. If you don't understand what I just said, put a number two. Um, and I will, as I said, we're going to be reading this in much, much, much more depth um, when we come to doing Revelation deep dives on a Sabbath. So if you're not sure fully, don't worry, because we will be going over it in Revelation deep dive. When we get to that chapter, I will go into by that time. By the time we get to chapter 18, I promise you, you will know all about what Babylon is, what is referred like. You'll know everything about it. So don't worry about it too much. But just understand that being in Babylon is a state of living. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. If you are in Babylon, you are living a certain lifestyle on earth. That's what it means. And basically the Lord is saying, come out of that lifestyle, move away from that lifestyle because there is a judgment that is going to be passed on people that are living that lifestyle. That's the easiest way I can explain it, guys. That's the easiest way I can explain it. So when we see come out, partakers, yeah, cool. What we're reading today is about the angel that did what? That gave that message. The angel that came down from heaven in Revelation 18 and said that message. What was the message? Come out of Babylon. What? Because what? You are my people 
And if you don't, you'll be partakers of her sin. This is the angel we're talking about, that the earth was lightened with his glory. Okay, let's read it. It says, the end of all things is at hand. The end of all things is coming, guys. It's coming. It says, God is moving upon every mind that is open to receive the impressions of his Holy Spirit. God is moving on everyone's minds. I keep saying to you, you know, this is not, I'm not the biggest content creator on this pay, on this um, app. I'm not like doing massive numbers, guys. And the fact is that when we come here, we have people here always that are new and you haven't come on here accidentally you've been directed on here the Lord in his love for you has made a way that you have fallen even if you came on here with ill intentions even if you came across this page with bad intentions he has still engineered it that you've fallen on this page so that you have been given the same warning that everyone else is being given okay we're told that everyone will have a chance to reject the gospel before he comes. Everyone will have a chance to do it. So if that's the case, if that's the case, be careful how many times you reject God because you will only have a one chance, maybe two chances if you're lucky. So we all have been pushed to see these warnings, guys, in order for us to be ready for our own demise, whatever that may be, okay? It says the end of all things is at hand. God is moving upon every mind that is open to receive the impressions of his Holy Spirit. Let your mind be open. He is sending our messengers that they may give the warning in every locality. He's sending messengers. Who do you think these messengers are? You know, it's so funny because he is meant to have messengers in the church. He's meant to have messengers in the church, guys. Other Christians are meant to be these messengers. Other Christians are meant to be giving out this warning. But when we don't do our job, when we are not doing our job, he will send his own messengers. The message is still going to get out there. The Bible says he will raise up rocks. He will raise up rocks to do your job if you don't do it because the message is going to be preached. He is sending out messengers that they may give the warning in every locality. Everyone will know. Everyone will be warned. God is testing the devotion of his churches and their willingness to render obedience to the spirit's guidance. What did I just say? What did I just say? I haven't read this before, by the way. What did I just say, guys? He is testing the church. He is testing the church, his church. Who are they? Me and you, people who profess to be Christians. He's testing us to see if we are willing to be obedient, if we are willing to follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. He's testing us. You know, the church is judged first, you know. You know, we, we talk about God coming to judge the world, coming to judge the world. Oh, he's going to come and pass judgment on these evil people. He's passing judgment on you right now. If you are a Christian, he is passing judgment on you right now. The Bible says that the church is judged first. Our judgment is happening now. 
Our judgment is happening right now, guys, which is why if you wake up tomorrow, it's a blessing because you have another opportunity to make it right. You have another opportunity to repent. But who knows when that's going to run out? Who knows when your judgment is going to pass? It says knowledge is to be increased. We are meant to gain more knowledge. We are meant to gain more insight. It says the messengers of heaven are to be seen running to and fro, seeking in every possible way to warn the people of the coming judgments and presenting the glad tidings of salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. We are meant to be running around like headless chickens, guys, trying to save souls. I'm sorry to say this, and I used to feel this way myself, right? I'd be like, okay, Lord, please. Okay, I know you're coming, but please just come after I finish doing what I'm doing. Just just let me finish doing this. Just let me, just let me, not, not that this is my thing, but you might be saying, just let me get married. Just let me have another child. Just let me have this. He is not waiting on your timeline. He has his timeline. He has his timeline when he's coming, guys. What we should be more focused on is speeding up that timeline. How do we speed it up? By doing the work he has told us to do, by running to and fro, giving out this warning, giving out this warning. It says the standard of righteousness is to be exalted. The spirit of God is moving upon men's hearts and those who respond to its influence will become lights in the world. If you, this is why I tell you, if you feel an urge to get close to God, if you feel an urge to start reading your Bible, if you are feeling like your heart is literally being pulled in the direction of realizing this faith, do not ignore it. Do not ignore it. The Bible saying, and this, this book is literally the Bible condensed, guys. The spirit of God is moving upon men's hearts. Why? In order for your influence to become lights in this world. You don't know who you are holding back through your disobedience. You don't know who you are holding back, who your, literally your life and your transformation would be there saving it would literally save their lives you don't know by your disobedience how many lives are going to be lost guys you don't know by your disobedience how many lives will be lost because we are all being influenced we are all being pulled so that we can be lights in this world we can give hope in this evil world we can show them there's another option. It doesn't have to go this way. It doesn't have to be like this. It says everywhere they are seen going forth to communicate to others the light they have received as they did after the descent of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. We are going to have a raining down of the Holy Spirit as much as it was, even more so than it was on the day of Pentecost. What was that? What was happening during the day of Pentecost? People were saving lives. They were healing the sick. They were literally 
doing God's work. This is what it should be like or what it will be like days before Christ comes, minutes before Christ comes, we will all be imbued with the Holy Spirit. And it says, and as they let their light shine, they receive more and more of the Spirit's power. The earth is lighted with the glory of God. The light that should be on earth, the lightning that should be on earth, is it should be happening now, guys. It should be here now. This message that was sent out, the third angel's message that was sent out many, many moons ago, it should be prevalent now. It should be. It says this message will close with power and strength for exceeding the midnight cry. Servants of God endowed with spirit, with power from on high, with their faces lighted and shining with holy consecration, went forth to proclaim the message from heaven. Many were praising God, the sick were healed and other miracles were wrought. A spirit of intercession was seen, even as was manifested before the great day of Pentecost. A spirit of intercession. Who is our intercessor, guys? Who is our intercessor? What is the spirit of intercession? Who is our intercessor? And what is the spirit of intercession? Not the Holy Spirit. Who is our intercessor? Our intercessor. If you don't know, don't worry, honey. But who is our intercessor, our mediator, our middleman? Who is that? Jesus Jesus is our in Jesus is our intercessor. Okay, He is our intercessor, and you're right. Whoever said Holy Spirit, you're right. The Spirit of intercession, the Spirit of intercession is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the intercession is the Holy Spirit because the Spirit of the intercessor is the Holy Spirit. Okay, so a Spirit of the intercession was seen even as was manifested before the day of Pentecost, we will have the Holy Spirit, guys. Hundreds and thousands were seen visiting families and opening before them the word of God. Hearts were convicted by the power of the Holy Spirit and a spirit of genuine conversion was manifest on every side doors were open to the proclamation of the truth. The world seemed to be lightened with the heavenly influence. You know, I keep saying, and I'm probably saying it wrong. I'm probably saying it wrong that this is something that's going to happen in the future. This is something that should be happening right now. We should be seeing this lightening happening right now. We should be in this ourselves, we should be running to and fro. We should be running to and fro, showing people the way, showing people Jesus, being the lights of this world, being the example that Christ has told us to be. We need to be doing this now, guys, because time is so short. Time is so short. 